For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Guy. I'm John. You're on our YouTube <laughs> channel. We're glad you're here. A lot to get to. We've got a podcast down in the description below. While you're here, hit that like button. Subscribe to this channel. We got a lot to talk about, John. They, they say smash that like. Smash that like. As Michael Irvin once said on NFL Network, Debo, Debo. <laughs> Before we get into that, John, let's tell the people about our buddies at Buck Mason. Free t-shirts with every order at buckmason.com slash ham. Yep, buckmason.com slash ham. Go right now. Get yourself a free t-shirt. Guy has the hoodie on right now. If you're listening to this on the podcast, go get, go cop yourself a hoodie. Go cop a hoodie. All right, John. Let's dive into the news of the moment. And uh, I'm going to pull up this tweet real quick here. I uh, got all, got all uh, flustered and didn't have it uh, totally ready. Uh, is this the right thing yes it is all right jeff darlington rocked the internet today and the real world actually when he tweeted this breaking news i just spoke to debo samuel and he told me he has asked the 49ers to trade him he did not want to discuss specific reasons behind his request but he has indeed let the 49ers organization know of his desire to leave the organization more to come uh three minutes later rap sheet wrote the trade request comes in more than a week ago. The trade request came in more than a week ago, and the 49ers have been aware of Debo's feelings for a while. This is why there have been no talks. He added four minutes after that, money is not at the root of the issues for Debo Samuel. Otherwise, that could be fixed with a big offer. But there are also issues with how he's being used. Whoa, there was a lot here. There is. So I think it's fair to say we were recording a podcast yesterday in the middle of it. The Adam Schefter uh, viral kind of quote happened and then it even grew up, grew as the day went on. I mean, the quote didn't change, but just people were alerted to it. It's pretty clear that wasn't randomly said, right? This has been brewing. Things have been going on. He said that basically speaking for the Niners, we want to keep them. We have made basically offers. They know where we stand. We know what the money is. He does not want to be here. And I think once that got out, don't blame there's, us. There's no reason for this story not to, you know, stay hidden. Uh, obviously, it's a bombshell whenever someone requests a trade, whenever someone says that, because it is not a bombshell when there are contentious contract negotiations. That is human nature. Tom Brady had them for years. It's very rare for like Patrick Mahomes. Here's four hundred million dollars. He was ha he had to be historically great, and he was a quarterback. So to me, the contentious negotiations were not a big deal. This is now pretty interesting, and uh, yeah, I mean, I I who knows? I guess John Lynch doesn't talk till next week. Not that he's going to say anything if he's not traded by then. But the one thing nice about this is you know before the draft, right? Remember Aaron Rodgers wanted to get traded on the day of the draft. Almost a year ago. I mean, we're probably how many days are in a year? Three sixty-five. Yep, most years. I mean, so what, what was that? Three fifty-eight days ago that Aaron Rodgers. It's like, bro, you gotta. If you had done it a week before, who knows? Maybe Aaron Rodgers would have been moved. 
Right. You know? Right. You're saying you can't trade Debo Samuel for 2023 draft picks. No, that is not. He's not. And listen, this is not Adam Silver's league. Just because you hoot and holler and scream that you want to get traded, there's been a long, long list of trade requests. And he, actually, when we were growing up in the NBA, guys wanted to get traded all the time. And they were told no. Yeah. But the NFL, if I want to keep you, you're not going anywhere. Right. And I know I'm nitpicking not what you said, but just to use the thing with Debo, right? What makes this a story is not that he's going on first take or around the interruption. He is um, behind the scenes telling the 49ers what he wants, right? There's a difference between not telling the team and just kind of talking and trying to put pressure on the team and get fans on your side. There's a difference between that and just saying to the team, I want you to trade me. But that's a way to do I mean, that's a professional way yeah. to do it. Right? Yeah, that's what Nikhil Harry did last year. Did what? Requested a trade. <laughs> Over social media? <laughs> I think he told the Patriots he wanted to be traded, didn't he? I thought he posted it on social media. But regardless, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, th- my point regard- being trade requests don't equal trades all the time. No, right? no. I, I would say that in the history of the league with great players, Kobe once asked for a trade, right? I mean, it's like guys ask for trades. Well, so, so th- this last part by Rap Sheet, and we'll talk about whether they should or shouldn't, but there's issues with how he's used. This is where we've talked about it all year. The complicating factor with Debo is what makes him so valuable is that he's so versatile, but being so versatile is what puts him at risk. So the reason he wants a contract playing like this is because it puts him at risk of getting hurt. It doesn't take uh, uh, the head researcher at Yale to go through all the history of Shanahan running backs and realize if the Shanahan's make you carry the ball, your career is going to be short. It just doesn't last very long. Guys get hurt running the football for the Shanahan's. And the reason a team would want Debo Samuel and then would want to pay Debo Samuel, part of the reason that there's a market that we think exists because there's Shanahan guys and Mike McDaniels in Miami and LaFleur's in New York, like the places we talk about, is because they don't want to use them the same way. That, to me, is the catch-22 with Debo Samuel. It's like what makes him so great is what makes – is what makes him risky in some ways. Yeah, risky, yeah, no, I don't even I, love that word, but I, I would go conspiracy theory a little too. Like I, I, I think it's easy to be like he doesn't want to get used like that because regardless, you get used however the coach wants to use you in football, right? I mean that's just the kind of the way it works as a as an offensive player, fair or not. Uh, I, I listen. I, I think it's easy to say that. I mean, he took a lot of pride in being a wide back. Now maybe over the negotiations they were pushing that as a reason the number was lower. But to me, like, what if him and Trey's relationship is weird? Uh, what if there's a tax thing? Like, I, we were on a text chain. I, I just did some math while on the treadmill. If he got, they both got $60 million, A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel. And listen, I'm not saying he's necessarily thinking like this because most 24, 25-year-olds don't. But listen, most 24, 25-year-olds don't make $60, 70000000 million guaranteed. Nashville's, you know, zero income tax. So he would get almost $8 million of real cash in his own pocket. Maybe the agents, you know, alerting him to this. I, I don't know. I mean, that if you or me were about to make $50 million, there'd be a decent chance we'd be like, well, let's just buy a place in Vegas to get the money first. I mean, that's just business 101. But, you know, the Dodgers, the Lakers, the Niners historically have not had an issue with that. Now you could argue the money's getting so outrageous it, it's it's a talking point because it's it's a big difference in like listen 
I would be able to get an extra $800,000 and like, I'm going to lose $8 million in real money. Like that's just, I am that to me would be a thing. Guy disappeared on me. Guy Haberman, where'd you go? He's back at it again. Where is he? I hit the back button on my, uh, my bad. I'm back. So anyway, yeah, no, it's, especially when it's like, okay, AJ and you are going to get the same amount of money. Right. But it's not going to be the same for you. Or I want more money than AJ so I can get the real money. And your agent's telling you, you're not going to get more money than AJ. Cause, cause my point is just, I think it's easy to be like, I don't want to be used like a wide back. He never even came close to acting like that. So to me, the quarterback situation is a little weird. Who knows? And the money situation and not like how much he can make, but how much he gets to keep. But that, that would be my number one issue. Like, does this make sense? <laughs> like, this is, there's a decent chance this is the last contract I'm ever going to have. I, I'm probably not going to be Anquan Bolden playing wide receiver until I'm 38, right? Even though, ironically, a lot of people have compared body types. Bolden was a shorter, thicker type guy. But Anquan was an outside wide receiver. Like yeah, you said, I mean, ultimately, Debo uh, is a running back. Closer to a running back than a wide receiver. I think a lot of people think. I, I, do you think that that he's close? I don't think he's closer to a running back than a well. Wide he's receiver. one of the best running backs in the league. So if you have yeah, a great running back, I, you, you know, can again, use if him. if we put him at running back for twenty carries a game, it changes his value. He becomes less valuable, right? Someone he's not it's like he, he's not as valuable if you give if he just becomes a running back. I'm not calling necessarily BS on the tweet. I'm just saying I I don't I think it's easy to just point the finger there. I think there's way more to this. Well, but and I don't think anyone necessarily says, knows besides yeah, Kyle. He says root. Rap sheet says root of the issue, not the issue, right? Money is not the root of the issues. He says issues with an issues, plural, issues, right? Yeah, I I know doing a little recon on this, the money situation was uh I don't think a lot of people could get to the bottom of it, but they thought there was a lot there. Well, and spending habits. If you follow him on Instagram, the guy's fucking flying private everywhere. Again, he's not the number three overall pick. So the, the money was flying in and out of the guy's pocket. And there's nothing wrong. I, listen, I'm all for saving right now. You're losing. So, but, but I just think there's, this is a complicated situation. I think this is part of it too. What this goes back to the first, if they put 60, if they put Tyreek Hill's contract in front of him two weeks ago, I bet he signs it. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. But that's what I would guess. And uh, we know they didn't put Tyree Kills. But, but the, chi- the Chiefs, one of the best organizations in the league, wouldn't do that kind of like that's bad business, right? No, no. I'm just saying th- money is a point until they give you all the money. So if they put Tyreek's contract in front of him, I bet he signs that. I bet Debo signed that contract if the 49ers had given him the Tyree Kills contract, right? You'd think, but that's I, what I'm saying. That's what I think. Yeah. I, I, that's what I think. I, and the point I'm making well, is not about the point I'm making is about what you've been saying for a few weeks, which is not only did they not put Tyreek's contract in front of them in all likelihood, they probably put a contract in front of them that was below what he thinks the middle ground should even be, right? Well, but, again, well. The, but the story is, guy, that he's not even engaging. Like, there is no negotiation. Like, he won't respond. So it's just a one-way street. Hey, you want to talk contract? And they won't even talk. Yeah, yeah. But, but they're, no, I understand that. But my point is, I think you're still, I think he's offend. I think part of this is he's mad. And and you're saying the Niners surely gave them some indication what a contract would be. The Niners are not some team that doesn't understand that contract negotiations could come this year. I would imagine. I do buy the theory. My point is I buy the theory that the Niners offered him something to start the contract negotiations. 
that wasn't even close to what he think he's worth. Like two months ago. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know yeah. when. Yeah, right. to me, well, to me, they made this started at the combine when normal negotiations make, and it's been very weird ever since. That, that's I think that's pretty clear the way it's coming out. Because like you said, the number's low. Because the number is always starts low. Welcome to fucking negotiations. And then the added variables of those guys getting paid. And he realized this is never going to happen. And it, and again, were my conspiracy theory, maybe he realized if I could even get close to that, I wouldn't want that from them. I think that's a possibility. It's possible. But I think if, like, if their first offer was $65 million guaranteed, Debo would go, well, I want a little more, or $60 million or whatever. Let's say it was 62 You go, well, I want more, but I'm willing to at least have a conversation. Right? I think you keep communication lines open if they put you in that category that's my guess that's what i think yeah i don't i i i'm done assuming with this cat i i just think if i'm his agent it's good business to talk to a team whose opening offer is a ton of money yeah that's but that's not say. that's usually not the way it works right that the opening offer is a ton of money yeah yeah especially with younger players that yeah. aren't like you know for a long time, wide receiver wasn't necessarily viewed as a premium position. It's, that's clearly changed, and the money's clearly changed. I think it's these situations got very, very complicated for younger guys. We've been talking a lot about this. When three older guys, <laughs> there's a reason Steph Curry's contract is more than Jordan Poole's. Like, it's, hey, Debo, AJ, like you guys aren't getting the amount of money that these other guys that are way more accomplished. But in their mind, if you put yourself in their shoes, and listen, we all, when it comes to money, just get very selfish narcissistic just in our own little fucking world that they're not going to understand that now I, I saw a picture yesterday dk eating a lollipop walking to practice like he's eh, i'm good knows he's going to get paid aj a little less drama did remove tennessee from his uh location big difference between doing that and doing the request trade like i mean Debo's entered the kyler murray fucking stage there's no way around it right you were the kyler trade. request a trade no but i just mean like the 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 drama like, he's thrown his hat in the ring. Well, if you said right now, who's more likely to be on a different team next year, Kyler Murray or Debo Samuel, there was no question that it's Debo. Now, Kyler plays quarterback, which is a complicated, you know, quarterbacks don't. But you would say Debo is. Yeah, the main difference is the Niners, I mean, have been having meetings for a week. Of what can we get, right? <laughs> which which they should, because honestly, guy, if you and I were Lynch and Shanahan, as we were talking about the money, like what is our threshold? And this is, I think, on a different level happened with the Chiefs. Where are we willing to go and what can we get? Like where is the teeter-totter? Are we willing right. to give Tyreek $60 million? Or once we get to 72, we don't really want to tie ourselves basically to like three players and what can we get back? To me, that is – and the Niners think like that anyway. They, they, they're obsessed with trading back one position to gain picks. Like, they love doing shit like that, which is good business. Even though, as we've seen, like, if Debo gets traded tomorrow, we'll dive into, like, what's he worth. But, like, there is no guarantee you can replace him. That's where this whole situation is. Like, that's why the Titans are like, yeah, we're not trading A.J. Brown. Like, there's – the chances that any of these wide receivers, let's say three of the top seven guys in this draft are good. Or as good as A.J. Brown, what would you say the percentage is? Over 10? That Just one of them is as good as A.J. Brown? Just one of them. Like, yeah, as I, good as that. <laughs> like, honestly, he might be. Not, if you told me there's a two-year stretch where it's like, A.J. Brown's the best wide receiver in the league. <laughs> right? And, and Debo could have a little stretch where it's like, yeah, he's the best non-quarterback in the league. 
The problem with AJ, it's just historically that plays out longer than Debo's situation. Like we've been saying from the jump, it's got to be the, one of the most unique player situations I've ever seen. And I understand both sides. I totally understand both sides. And part of it is that he, it feels like he's in the perfect place right now. Right. Like okay. if he, if he was AJ Brown, let's just say you flip-flopped him and the Niners just had all the success. AJ Brown was Debo, but AJ played like AJ, but he carried the Niners in the playoffs was just doing like tens and one fifties every week from Jimmy, just fucking dominating became like Jerry Rice for a 10 game stretch. No people would be like, are you kidding me? Let's just, Give, give him whatever, right? You mean because he's a pure wide receiver? Yeah, you'd just be like, it's fine. Just pay him, right? I'd even argue if it was DK, and again, had played like an outside wide receiver, but had scored a combined you know, 12 touchdowns over 10 games and carried him, you'd just be like, pay the guy. Is that because... I think the running back thing terrifies people. Including the 49ers who use him that way. That's what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, and including like a lot of fans, I think. I just ran into a guy at the gym. He's like, I'm tired of this drama. Like He gets hurt. If I can get rid of him. I, but I, I do think it's easy no, to I justify I, that. If he was Randy Moss I, or Marvin Harrison or Jerry Rice, you just dude, like, give him this money. I totally get it. I also, when I started thinking like that, the other day I was thinking like that, and then I would just watch like five minutes of Debo highlights. And it was just, it was a reminder of who doesn't do what he does, which is anybody else, right? He's a dominant player. And here's the other thing. Excuse me, had a dominant year. Had a dominant year, could be a dominant player. Um, On a team with a quarterback, this is what I keep saying, is part of what you pay Debo and use Debo for is to help Trey Lance. Now, you know, if a player doesn't want to be there, you can't force him to show up. But the question is, are the 49ers going to call his bluff? You know, and, and... Sorry, sorry. Keep going. I wasn't going to get to the trade yet. And like, does how do the how how does Kyle Shanahan view this? And John Lynch, how do they view this? Do they view this like Debo's pushing them around, or is Debo pushing them to do something that they wouldn't hate doing anyway? Well, what if he's thinking too? Like, I've seen this cat in practice. He's going to need some time to like hone in his accuracy. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, he's got a big arm. He's going to be throwing it deep." Well. It's going to be a little more difficult than that. What are they going to do? They're going to hand me the shit, the ball all the time. So even if they are paying me $22 million a year, by the end of the season, remember, it's like he'd have to get yanked up off the ground. Like he would just take some shots. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And he knows at minimum for a year while this guy's feeling it out, I'm going to have to do that, right? Which I think is, if you said year one with Trey, is Debo going to get used a lot, kind of like he did? You'd be like, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Because as we've been saying, it's much easier. It's like, why did ultimately, like, regardless how you thought about it, why did they pay Zeke? Because it's pretty easy for Dak just to hand him the ball. Like, why do you pay? Like, when you have a sweet running back, why do you do it? It's like, well, it's so easy on our quarterback. You just, boop. you know, Alvin Kamara, uh, even when he doesn't run it, we just run him little swing routes. Like, Debo is just so easy to use behind the line of scrimmage. Ultimately, Ayuk does a lot of his work. Dan, like he's a wide receiver. That's where Debo. I, I'm not saying he's a running back, but he is a true hybrid. He is really like I, I don't view him, you know, like a lot. Just think of all the top ten wide receivers over the last like decade. He's not play. Honestly, he's closer to Tyreek. But even Tyreek's greatest, true greatest threat is just the go route, right? Yes, and Tyreek's Tyreek's behind the line of scrimmage carries come in a little more space, whereas Debo's come, you know, like running between the tackles. Literally somehow. lined up behind the quarterback. Yeah. Like, <laughs> those are different collisions than the ones that you have when you're running a jet sweep. Right? 
remember the Packer game? Like he, I think they ran an off tackle play and he got crushed and he got up in the playoff game. You're like, is that his shoulder? Is that his knee? Is that his body? Is it over? <laughs> and he, I'll give him credit. He, he played tough as shit last year and he shrugged it off, but you just, you looked and you went, this has Zeke feels to it. Like, because he does not avoid contact, which is a positive. But like Kittle, it's like it's hard to maintain. Like, oh, you watch Travis Kelsey. Like, what's Travis's main difference from George? Besides, obviously, George is a great blocker. But they're Less both collisions. both in space are elite players. The difference is George goes after the DB. Travis is trying to, like, juke you out. And that, like, look at Travis. He's just humming along. At early, like he, Travis ain't 28. You know, he's 32 years, 33 years old. But he, how often do you just see him like, oh, man. Looks fantastic. Looks, looks fresh. awesome. <laughs> yep. I know. Um, all right. Before we, uh, oh, butcherbox.com slash ham, right? Yeah. Got to get some, uh, get some free meat. Butcherbox.com slash ham. Go order yourself a subscription. Butcherbox.com slash ham. And you get free ground beef for the life of your subscription. Two pounds. No yep. big deal. And indeed.com slash ham. Sponsored Indeed. job credit. You get you uh, great candidates fast. You know what's happening? That great resignation guy. Those people need some jobs, some job jobs. Indeed.com promo code, promo code ham slash ham slash ham. Indeed.com slash ham slash ham. Yep, seventy five dollars off your first job post. All right. Um, so, what would you trade them for? Would you trade them? Would you listen? Would you actually pull the trigger? What would it take? Why? Well, I, I, I've seen a lot in the chat, and I think level-headed people that aren't just because it's easy to look on social media and be like it's over just take a deep breath you go you keep star players and i will say that the niners in the york successful era right the right right before harbaugh harbaugh then to kyle beside deforest buckner they extended the bowmans the willises the frank gores the vernon davises the you know, trent williams george kittle fred warner like all their guys that like every team would want like Every team would want that guy. They've taken care of, right? Every fucking one. Every single position player that was like, this guy would start for every team and you go to war with him in January 30th against the Packers in a playoff game. They've always extended them. Buckner was the lone guy. And as of right, short-term ROI, you'd be like, probably a miss, but there's still time. But I do they regret it? It's complicated. It's, it's deeper than just Kinlaw. I would say in a vacuum, the Niners have always extended this player, right? Elite game breaker who's never been in trouble in Debo Samuel. Now, as we just talked about the complications, like what are our offers? <laughs> because well, I we were on a text chain this morning, and I don't know if they could get this, but would you do if you're like, you know, this is going to be such a pain. He's not going to show up. He doesn't want to be here, kind of Devontae Adams style. He's like, guys, I'm never playing for you again. And you're like, I don't think he's bluffing. Can I get two ones and a two? Or is everyone going to have the same concerns we are? Well, I'm not trading you two ones and a two. That Jamal Adams is kind of a one-off. But Khalil was traded for that. Jamal uh, Jalen was traded for that. Now you'd be like, Stephon Diggs was traded for a one. You just had some wide receivers that were older traded for. Now Tyreek Hill's a better player. He's just much more accomplished player. Was traded for a one, a two, a four, a next year's four, a six. Like it was a that was a big package the Chiefs got, right? Yeah. The first thing I did was look back at what the Jets offered. What Schefter reported the Jets offered was two, four, for Tyreek Hill. Yeah, for Tyreek Hill. Was 35, 
38, and 69. That's so, a no, dog. The third pick of the second round, the sixth pick of the second round, and the 69th overall pick. The uh, updated draft value chart, not Jimmy Johnson's, but the updated one, that's 398 points. The 10th pick is worth 369 points. Would you rather have the 10th pick or the 35, 38, 69 offer? You know, I actually think you could talk to like 10 general managers and they say in in most drafts, you take the 10 because you always have wiggle room. But what if I get stuck at 10 in a draft that a lot of people think there's not that much difference between the 14th player and the 56th player? Like it's the the second round they think is going to a lot of guys in the first are going to be equals to the guys in the second on a lot of people's draft boards. I just think PR wise, people would be like, what? Yeah. Second rounders doesn't feel good. Uh, I'm with you. I think you need multiple picks now or, or, you know, pick and player would be an option. Jets, the Jets have number four, number 10. They have 35 and they have 38. The Jets have a lot of ammo, bro, because they have their they have their pick. Then they have that. Would, would you, pick, guy? Would you, Carolina, would you, would you do this? Thirty-five, thirty-eight, and next year's one. Just to bet against the Jets, I would definitely think about that. But the problem is, I need to replace Debo now. I don't have a first-round pick this year. I know, but part of it is just so I get thirty-five, thirty-eight. So I get three second-rounders and multiple third-rounders to just take a bunch of swings, try to hit a couple home runs on some difference-making players, and then I got two. I don't have a one next year either, so I get a one next year. Yeah, I would consider that. I I would consider trades for Debo. And if you're the Jets, maybe you think with Debo and your improved draft, maybe you could be like a 7-8 win team. Part of this has to be your read on him, right? The Packers, who are not a reactionary organization, we saw the way they handled Rodgers, Gutekinds, they they take their time. They reach the conclusion, like you said, with Devontae Adams, Devontae's not coming back, so what can we get for him? And a lot of the calculation here has to be, what is your read on Debo? Kyle Shanahan, who has great relationships with players. John Lynch, who's a, a Hall of Fame player and who's one of you know his great skills should be and is communicating and understanding players. So do these guys have a feel for Debo Samuel's desire to be gone? And here's the other thing. Guys can want to be gone one day and two months later you can work it out. But- part, of it, part of it too is Kyle's relationship, I would say, like with – I mean, Debo's road dog, right, this season was Trent, and you would say Trent and Kyle's relationship is pretty awesome. Like, isn't that, if you do, like, we're not into trading Debo Samuel. Aren't you working through Trent as, like, an intermediary? as like a middleman? <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, can we figure this out, or is this too done? Maybe he's like, well, he owes a lot of money, and with the taxes, it's not going to work. Or something yeah. like, you know, who knows? I mean, it's just, every, to me, when stuff like this happens, everything's on the table, I... It's it's hard to tr- like there. There's more to the story than just the Twitter world's telling us, right? Way more, not even close. And it doesn't behoove the Niners to like, for the most part, all the the Niners have not. Here's where I think they're playing it smart. They have put out zero negativity beside like he's just not interacting with us. It's not like you know he actually was fat last year. He actually this and you know we actually thought he was lazy for the first couple. Like they haven't done any of that crap yet. It does not behoove them to do it. And some teams can't help themselves because this type. Just keep, the the only thing you should leak out is like we want to keep him. He won't engage. Like that's fine. That's that's just a fact. But like you got to be very careful because now Debo's also playing it smart. He just announced I wanted to trade. It wasn't like too contentious. It, but if you don't trade him, it can always jump the shark to like 
he told me this and he lied. And then, you know, it can, we're, we're a step away from it getting weird fast. I don't think patience is ever a terrible thing. Well, you got, you got truly got like a week to figure this out, right? Well, because I think you by, could by argue Thursday, you know, by Thursday, at minimum, early Friday in the draft, like you kind of got to know. Because you're not trading him for like a one and a two next year and then him out on the team. Well, part of this, the other calculation, right, is Debo going to not show up? Will he skip? Will he just not play football this year and go full levy on if we really said this is the only offer? We're not telling you we're not paying you. We're just telling you we want to negotiate and this is where we're starting and let's see what we can conclude. Because you don't would see, would see would seem crazy. Yeah, but my point ultimately is like, for deep for Debo to sit out a year, it would seem crazy. And ultimately, if you're them, and it really came to that, and the situation got that dire, would the would the offers be any less in 2023? Maybe, right? It's right now. Maybe teams feel a little more urgency to go get them. But if it really came to that, could you just trade him for 2023 picks? Not you don't want to do it. He doesn't want that. I, yeah. that- I, I, guy, I think the more we sit here, I think if he's traded, he's traded by the draft. There's, there's no trading him in training camp, right? Like, he's either on the team. Now, maybe he'll sit out or whatever, but there, there there's no trade. Like, he's getting traded next week or he's going to stay on the team. Yeah, they're I mean, not doing the Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper, where you don't get any help. No, 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 no. I agree with that. My point is, though, you can do the thing where you just say, we're not going to trade him by the draft. We'll see. Is he really going to not show up for the football season? Is he really going to do that? Well, that's what I'm, I'm saying. If they do that move, then they're just prepared. Like, yeah, he can do the craziest thing we've ever seen. Right. But like, so my, my, yeah. So my point is then the worst case scenario is that you trade him for 2023 picks, which while not a good scenario is not, we must trade him by next Thursday or else he's gone forever. That's I think people, I think people would be, that's terrible business though, isn't it? With now, you know, like, I, I think you kind of got, you got a week to make a decision and figure this out. I, I don't think you can trade. Yeah, it's bad business picks. depending on what your offers are. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I just I, I would keep him over trading him for picks that can't help me this season. Yeah, no, no, no. Again, I'm not saying I want to keep him only to trade him later. I'm saying I want to the, – the worst-case scenario if I keep him and call his bluff is I still get to trade him for somebody's first-round pick next year. That's the point yeah. I'm making. Well, I, I mean, you're, call, you're calling his bluff as long as he's on the team. Right, right. right. But I, but to me, there is like kind of a deadline this next – I mean, we talk about it all the time. And this is – get back to the Rodgers thing. You have offers on the table with present-day players to pick. Right, they can help you this season, and this season for the Niners is now every season with Kyle's playoff or bust. Right, it's just that simple. Well, that's, that's the, the level of coach you know and franchise they're at. Playoffs or bust, which is good, but that's where they're at. That's the other thing for all the talk of this draft not being great. The talk is not that the receivers in this draft aren't any good. Well, that's why I think right, like it's the receivers in this draft are are good. Well, to me, you don't trade him till if you are going to trade him, you do a draft night because you go, let's wait to see if the guy we want's there. And who knows? Maybe if it was the Texans, as our guy Kawakami tweeted out, and it would make some sense. Like they're just a team that needs some life. They're actually probably a little better than people think. Uh, they have a bunch of ammo now. The next for a long time, they could probably they have money to spend. They're not paying anybody that would you do 13 straight up for Debo on draft night if the guy you like, I would not do it now because you just do not know who's going to be there like they did with Buckner and Kinlaw. little different situation. I would tell Houston that 
we, you know, if you're, cause I, they're discussing offers, whether they go through with it or not. Like it's not even there. I don't need to see a tweet to be like, they're not entertained. No, they're talking to people like you. That's their fucking job at this point. 13. If you have the cluster of two or three guys, is it worth it to pull the trigger on? You know, if Chris Olave is there, Hey, take them. You already got your Chris Olave and Brandon Cooks. Here's Debo. Boom. Here's Chris Olave. And then you right. kind of reset. Let's now, try and, Let's try and do the Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs. You would say the risk on that, the pressure on Chris Olave would be out of this world, right? To be it, a really good player immediately, it, guy. Not not to be a star immediately, but yep. there's no there's no 25 catch rookie season and not hearing fucking people freak. Well, if I were gonna to to play the counter for the 49ers to go, we can handle that. It would be Brandon and I, you put it together last year by the end of the year. And the reason we pay Kyle Shanahan all the money we pay Kyle Shanahan is because he figures out how to use guys like Debo Samuel. Like, this is why we pay Kyle Shanahan. To go get Chris Olave and make him better, or Garrett Wilson, or Traylon Burks, or any of these guys. And when he plays for me, or when he plays for you, Kyle, he's going to be better than if he plays for the Texans. He's going to be better than if he plays for the Jets. He's going to be better than if he plays for the Cardinals. Okay, he's going to be better because he's playing for you. That's why I'm paying you all this money. So a, a trade in Debo is also, well, it's not a direct immediate investment in Trey Lance. It is a bet on Kyle Shanahan. I, I would say if in a three-year span, they traded to Forrest Buckner and Debo Samuel and their rival is the, almost said the St. Louis, the LA Rams. Yeah. It'd be pretty nuts how they are going in polar opposite directions in terms of their franchise building. Do you see what, maybe, listen, I don't, I don't know if this was perfectly timed or Schefter's, Schefter posted this on Instagram, Cooper Cup's comments about being paid. It's like, yeah, I'm not even, it doesn't matter to me. I'm just, I'm cool with what's going on. It's like, God, the Rams, man. It'd be hard to stomach DeForest Buckner and Debo Samuel leave in, you know, three years. And the Rams are just acquiring people left and right. Like, I, I get why people are like, what the hell? Now, ultimately, you're judged on winning and losing games, beating them when it matters. And for the most part, the Niners have kicked their ass, except in the true game when it mattered. And they won that game, right? And then they won the Super Bowl. I mean, that's this is. I mean, you're kind of playing for keeps against this team. Like that's who you're. And the one guy who can you got a little Red Sox Yankee thing going on right now. Yeah, and well, and the guy that makes life miserable for the Rams is Debo Samuel. Dominates like he disappears in those games. Dominates. I I just think I would I I would have a hard time trading him, even if you're like, hey, we can get pick thirteen and a second round pick. So all of a sudden we have pick thirteen, two seconds. Couple threes, you're like, we can just remake our team. Well, I've seen a lot of drafts go the other way fast. It was like I I thought Sam Darnold could miss. Now all of a sudden he sucks. I mean, it it happens fast, right? It happens fast. And the Niners, just like every team, have experienced it. You know? Now here's you know, Pettis, AJ Jenkins, some of those things, but it can happen. And that to me, though I that to me ultimately is the risk. Even if you're like the value's too good, you're like, well, what about the risk? Because no one will talk shit if Debo breaks his leg, right? I mean, people will be mad at the time he breaks his leg, but like if he's playing for you and you paid him a lot of money and week four he breaks his leg, you'd be like, that's part of football. Yeah. Because like Aaron Donald can break his leg. Like, you know, it can happen to anybody. The soft, the soft tissue injuries are the ones that, you know, or if he gets hurt as a running back because he's got concussions, that would be yeah. different than, you know, I think, um, the other argument you can make is who, who who are your best players on offense? Well, Debo, not a first-round pick. Kittle, not a first-round pick, right? 
Uh, you spent a lot of time on use check, far from a first round pick in terms of what he's worth to you. So I part of it is like, ever. yeah, I mean, and then you got Trent, big money. Then you got Ayuk, a first round pick. Um, it's you need a little bit of everything. But the point is, Kyle, you just you just found Juwan Jennings in the seventh round. I'm not saying he's Debo Samuel, but this gets do you back. Need, though, do you need the thirteenth? Do you need the tenth pick to draft a receiver? You don't. This does get back though to. If the Niners had Matt Ryan or something, you'd be like, yeah, let's just, you know, pivot. This this guy that is a major project, and I, we're talking major project. I don't think people like admitting that. People get mad at a major project. There's nothing wrong. Josh Allen was a major project. Hell, Patrick Mahomes was a pretty major project. Well, John, project. every quarterback probably outside of, like, Andrew Luck, our major, or Peyton Manning, our pro, like, these are big projects. <laughs> Quarterbacking's hard. It's why there's only, like, 10 great ones every year. Yeah, his, not his, even great. To me, his best friend next year is the running game and got people that are just easy to get the ball to in, in yeah. short distances. I mean, if I've been saying for months, an investment in Debo Samuel is an investment in Trey Lance. So does that mean trading Debo Samuel is not an investment in Trey Lance? Again, he's asking for the trade. The Niners are not just randomly trade. Like DeForest Buckner, didn't, DeForest Buckner didn't ask for a trade. The <laughs> Niners went cold. He just showed up on the Colts one day right after it, Eric Armstead signed his contract. Th- this conversation would be different. Eric like, was like, yeah. Debo's like, I want to be a Niner for life. And the Niners like, we want to trade you. So it's, right. I, I think we're kind of. Yes, we are missing a big piece of the puzzle, which is do they believe he will or won't play for them? And to me, do they do they think that like we can go on without him? Do, do they have that thought even before he asked for a trade? Like, do they think like, you know, is this, what is their risk evaluation on the player? Because there's some, right? Like, I don't think if you ask John Robinson and Mike Vrabel about A.J. Brown, they feel there's that much risk there. Like, yeah, we've been around the league a long time. This works for a long period of time. DK is just a little weird, but like what he's got cooking translates. Debo's does too. It's just, I it just, I don't know how you wouldn't want to use him a lot as a running back next year <laughs> or just running back, just the hybrid thing that he, the wide. Well, you need, you need it to help Trey Lance. You need it. Cause I don't want Trey Lance carrying the ball 16 times a game. No, well, 11, let saw, alone he's 11. Not very good, he's not a very good runner. Uh, Niners not buttoned down enough to pay both Debo and field a Super Bowl team. I don't agree with that. Yeah, sure they are. You just got to get things right. Uh, Chase, and th- thank you, by the way, though. Appreciate uh, HR. Chase, if Debo doesn't want to play running back anymore, is there much of a drop-off if the Niners sign Jarvis Landry and draft a top receiver with a pick they trade for? I think there's a drop-off no matter what they do in the sense that, and we saw it this year with Jimmy, and maybe the dynamic changes, but until you know you've got a quarterback that can carry you, smoke and mirrors is just part of your game plan, right? And smoke and mirrors sounds cheap, but it's not. It's fooling the other team, not letting the other team. This is not just line up, we do what we do, and they can't stop us. That's not the way the Niners can play with their pass game right now, right? Well, it's a little different, but I was watching some of the Giants-Mets second game yesterday, and the Giants, again, don't have blue chip guys quite like the Niners do, but they won 107 games last year. I've been watching, you've been watching baseball a long time. Not many teams in the history of baseball have won 107 games. It's pretty crazy how they did it. But they get sometimes into these games against a team that, like, if their best players are on, like Francisco Lindor, Max Scherzer are just on, like, you, you don't have the horses to compete with that. And the, this is the Niners' point of difference is like, we got five or six horses every time. And this was Harbaugh's thing, and this has been Kyle's thing. Both, you know, when they're successful years in the early part of the decade, or I guess that was the previous decade. And then this Kyle little run of two of the last three years, like 
listen, we do not have Joe Montana or Tom Brady walking through the door. And we made a mistake on Tom Brady. And Tom, we're sorry because we evaluated you as slightly better than Jimmy, but Jimmy was younger. That was a mistake. <laughs> but when we stepped on the field, whether it was against whoever, we had equal talent, not at the quarterback position and arguably better talent. And it's won us four playoff games, four playoff games in three years. You remove a guy like Debo, you are removing one of those absolute war daddies. I mean, fucking monster. He went, he looked at the Cowboys and even the Packers this year. You just were like, God damn, you got a shot. Niners couldn't throw it. And it was just him and Elijah Mitchell. Just boop, 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 boop. I mean, the Cowboy game, Debo was. But the reason they were there, that Rams game, that's one of the greatest performances I've ever seen by an individual player in Debo Samuel in that game. He threw for a touchdown. He ran for a touchdown. He caught probably the play of the year on that two-minute drive with no timeouts where Jalen laid out to really get him in the position to have Juwan Jennings. And, and honestly, everyone watching this probably watched the majority of every Niner game. It kind of – Debo had a little Steph Curry element. Like the whole team kind of fed off him. Like well, it's, I, fucking, it's on now, right? And the, the the Rams are like that with Aaron Donald. When Donald starts cooking, remember you and I were watching the NFC Championship together, and he and he rallies the troops. We're like, oh, that ain't a good sign, <laughs> because he, he just, you know, certain people, their personality. Not everyone's super rah rah like Tom, but like you have a heartbeat of your team, and everyone knows, like, yeah, that's probably our best player. And when he goes, I got you, and you're like, okay, let's just follow him. <laughs> I think one of the biggest eye-opening things in, in sports is when somebody who's never been there before plays like they've been there before, right? When Joe Burrow steps up for the Cincinnati Bengals and carries them to the Super Bowl, that's an eye-opening thing. But it's rare. Experience tends to really, really matter. And Debo Samuel has repeated big game experience and big game performances and big games for this franchise. And it really, he's, right now, he's if you played predict, a lot guy, cause he if, went to a super bowl and then now he's played in three playoff games. He's played in six playoff games. If I told you right now, they resigned him. You'd say, yeah, he projects as the second most important player on the team in the next three years, right behind the quarterback. And he might be the most important in that he helps the quarterback. Yeah. Based on, I'm, based on what we've seen from them. Where'd you put Bosa? I'd put him right. I'd put him. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's some version of the quarterback, Trent, Bosa, Debo. I'd put Debo number two, though. I'd, I, just because I think Debo, yeah, he, I watched him carry them, and I know they can – I mean, it's I, I don't like splitting hairs between Debo and Nick because they're just elite players. But, you know, the Niners do have I, I think Nick, pass rushers. Yeah, and the other thing with Nick, right, is like whether you're running <laughs> – whether I'm the defensive coordinator, whether they're running a 3-4, a 2-9, a 4-3, Nick Bosa is going to kick the shit out of you, right? Debo it's, is just a perfect match for your skinny little genius play caller and a incredible addition for a young quarterback that doesn't know what's going on. Uh, Mayo, uh, Kasha's Mayoko reported the Niners budgeted 22-24. to 24. Indeed, that is what Mayoko wrote. This is what Mayoko wrote. Matt Mayoko, Niners reporter. The 49ers seem confident that they'd be able to get a deal done with Samuel because the parameters had been set. He was budgeted for a deal somewhere between 22 to 24 annual range, which by the way, if you budget that deal, you can, but you'll bump it to 25 and make him feel good. Yeah. See to me, if you're offering, like he's not allowed to get offended on numbers. Like if like they're, if the contract is close to the, what the other guys are, then to me, he has no right to be offended. He actually wants out for whatever reason. I think, and I, 
I will never believe it's as simple as it doesn't like the way he's being used. I think there are way more variables, and I know people in the league think there are way more variables, and I think people in the league that have been sniffing around about Debo aren't quite sure what's going on. Like To me, with Devontae, it was pretty black and white. He's like, I want out. I don't want to live here anymore. I'm over this franchise. It wasn't like, it's not very complicated. Tyreek was just like, I want the most money. <laughs> I want the most money. And, then remember and the, the Chiefs, Chiefs were like, yeah, we can't give you that. Yeah, he's like, cool. And they're like, they told Mahomes and Kelsey, like, yeah, we get it. Makes it easier when you've won a title, too. This one. When you've won the championship, it makes it easier. I'm sniffing a lot of bullshit around here on a lot of things. And when I say bullshit, I just mean, like, we don't true. Like, there's a small group of people that really know, like, all the details. Us on the public don't even close to know them all. Yes, I think we view Debo as pretty straightforward, and it's actually complicated. Yes. Andrew says, if this trend keeps happening, where essentially every contract turns into a one-year deal, could it hurt the league like it has the NBA? Uh, I don't think so. I think it's been weird. I think as long as your quarterbacks stay in one place mostly, then you're fine. And that's what quarterbacks do, is they mostly stay in one place. I know this year has been a crazy offseason for quarterbacks, but... How many, like, top 10 guys got I mean, Russ, Matt Ryan's at the end of his career. Carson's been traded twice in two years. You know, Russ, and it's not like Russ was there five years. Russ was there a decade, yeah. right? Yeah. But this is not, I'm happy because, you know, we could use a little content. I, it is getting a little exhausting. It's like, God damn, it, it has had an NBA feel. Like, you just don't know when it's, and part of it is because wide receivers aren't, aren't probably quarterback famous, but they're damn famous, and they've been very active in the whole craziness, right? I mean, yeah. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill getting moved is pretty nuts. And then Debo asking for a trade. If I just told you in the middle of the season, uh, Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams are not going to be on the Packers and the Chiefs next year, and Debo Samuel before the draft is going to ask for a trade. If I just told you that in like no, mid-November, you'd be like, God, that's insane, right? I know. <laughs> I know. Is there a chance Debo thinks Lance is a huge bust? Yes. 100%. <laughs> like I, yes, of course. How is that not on that. the table? <laughs> I mean, I, how is that not on the table? And he can't come out and say that. Like two has he two things he can't come out and say are you can't come out when you're a millionaire and talk about Jim, taxes. Jimmy, that's my quarterback. And you can't come out and say the guy sucks. It's just a it's just a position. So that's where I say when I call BS, if there are other situations that he's just not gonna be able to it's easy to be like, I don't want to play running back. That's that's everyone. It's like, yeah, don't I get it. <laughs> everyone yeah. relates, but it's like California taxes. Well, there's 40 million people here that are complaining too. Like you're not allowed to complain. You look like an idiot. And you also, cannot you, say Trey Lance sucks. I also, if you believe it. I also don't think you totally want to make it clear that you don't want to play running back because part of what the next team's going to pay you for is just because you're so unique, right? That's why Mike McDaniel's going to be like, oh man, Mike McDaniel's a run game coordinator. Now, I, I'm not, I don't think he's going to Miami, but well, they don't have any picks to give him, right? Yeah, yeah. Miami's a bad, but you know, Michael LaFleur knows him firsthand. You think Kyle Shanahan just, Came up with this idea of giving the ball to Debo for the first time halfway through last year's season? No. Well, guy, the first time I, we ever saw him at like training camp, it was like, this guy looks like a running back. It's the way he's built. He doesn't look like a tall, long... He does not look physically like a wide receiver. This comment's good. <laughs> but he's not... I, I, I don't think he wants to go to the Jets. Yeah. I don't know where he wants to go. That's the you know he, he loves Davis. the raw Davis Mills up close last year. I'm just like that's oh yeah, that's where it's at. Would make a lot of money, man. I think Davis Mills a good player too, but Would let all I mean no cash. no rookie threw for more yards last year than Davis Mills. 
it was kind of a rough rookie class, though, right? That's true. <laughs> in terms of production, it was supposed to be the great yeah. class. Like this class <laughs> supposed to suck. I mean, it's one of these guys. A lot of struggles. I've gotten a lot of like, you know, not trying to like. I get it, weird situation, but are we not talking enough about Trevor Lawrence? How terrible he looked last year? Yeah, I mean, I, I give him a little bit of a pass. This may sound naive, but I can't see Lance being worse than Jimmy. I can't. I think it's. I think yeah. It's just. I look. I, I I'm as fired up about Trey Lance as anybody. Don't get me wrong. I think you are too. The excitement of what could be is always great. But look at the number of quarterbacks that play the sport, and look at the number of quarterbacks that are really good. And the odds are always that a guy is not good. The odds are better that a guy is not good than that he's a top ten quarterback. If now, Jimmy's Lance, not a top 10 quarterback, right? So we're not, it's not exactly the situation we're talking about. But he's like, about. he's like 15. If Trey Lance is better than Jimmy pretty quickly, the Niners are in very good shape. Right? Great shape. If John, <laughs> if he's as good as Jimmy, but in different ways, they're in incredible shape. Hell, if he's just almost as good as Jimmy, they're in fantastic shape. Yeah. And can just, obviously, he just has a more powerful arm, so he can just throw deep. Right? He's just Jimmy with a deep ball. Tips and overthrows are just tips, not picks. Do you guys think you have to look at Debo's longevity in, um, like a running back as in terms of prime elite level years in the league? Yes. It's why he, it's why if I'm him, I don't want to play running back. I don't want to get nine carries a game. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off. Right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Is it too late to switch lines to tight end? <laughs> this is... Has Kyle Shanahan when thought you about draft it? Again, on 420. When you, when you, <laughs> we should do a stream on 420 next year that's only 420 ideas. Someone's like the only people that like 420 uh, jokes are Elon Musk and high school kids. Elon's big on like 420 jokes on Twitter. I remember Davis was big. Davis still have the weed festival or whatever the hell happens on 420. What do they call it? I thought it was Earth Day. Day. Earth Day? Yeah. So uh, I would imagine. Looks like we might have to be uh, on our toes draft night, John. That's all I can say today. I mean, honestly, I, I would say that he's. The Niners have done it before. He could get traded before. I'm not if saying I wouldn't do it, but who knows? Because what if the Texans go, I got to know now. Like, we got to do the deal now. Yeah. What's crazier, calling the Packers the day before the draft about Aaron Rodgers? See, or see you you think, I I do not, I, I think they would get eviscerated. I would be furious. You cannot trade him in training camp because you know now. You either got to pull the trigger now or be willing to go fucking to the deep end with them. Right? You If you're going to trade him, you well, yeah, do go, it the night of the draft or before. You, you I'm do not, not after I, the draft. I trade. am not saying they don't get crushed for trading him in camp. I'm saying if you roll the dice and call his bluff and he doesn't show up and doesn't play for you, the worst thing that happens is you trade him for a first-round pick next year. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah, not saying I, it's I good. Think, I think I'm that would saying. be one of the dumbest things ever because to me, if you go with it, you're prepared for him to sit out. You're like, whatever. Because you would trade yeah. him right now. Right, right. You're prepared for him to sit out whatever, and then what happens? You just make him play in 2023? You eventually do... Pro- a guy that sits out a year, in all likelihood, doesn't play for you the next year, right? Yeah, I'm just... You just can't do that. You know? Like, you you have to know. Like, that's why... You're lucky you have time. But, like, you... If, if he's on the team after the draft, like, I prepared... He might sit out or whatever, or yeah. not show up in training camp. But sitting but like, out is worse than trading him. Not for a pick that it's the same thing, Right. For a pick that doesn't exist. Well, how does it end if he sits out? If he sit, if he doesn't week one, he's not there. How does it end? But no, no players ever sat out on like a third. Well, I, that's contract. what I'm saying. So I, I think it's a good bet. That's my point. Is like the odds that you end up trading him in camp. I don't think are that high because you're calling it. You you are deciding to call his bluff if you do not trade him by next Thursday. Yeah, that, that's my point. Like if he's going to get traded, it's going to happen between the twentieth and the twenty. What's the even the second round? 29? Hey, we made a lot of declarations about when Jimmy Garoppolo would be gone and how he'd be traded, and here he is. <laughs> but the difference, though, is like they have other quarterback options. If they were to trade Debo in training camp, it would feel very Gruden like. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it would be. I one thousand percent agree. Trading him in training camp would be a miscalculation, and they have failed to carry out this situation properly. I agree with that. Yeah. What I'm saying is the it risk can't be an option to me. The ri- well, it's not. It's not about weight. It is if you call his bluff and it blows up on you, you still end up with a first round pick in 2023. That's my point. It's a bad situation, but I would understand rolling the dice to call his bluff because you don't think he's not going to show up and try to you, do the levy. You, you on would Bell. assume, but a guy sitting out, might, his value might go down. Maybe you couldn't get a first it, absolutely. Round pick his value might go down. He's now he doesn't get if he sits out the whole year. He. He's not. He's still a year away from free agency, too. So it's yeah. bad for him. He doesn't want to do that. No. And if he needs money, he needs money. Like, that's the other thing, to your point. If there's a situation where you need money, well, at some point, you can't stop getting paychecks, right? 
Yeah. To, now to, all of a sudden me, you might take fifty-five million dollars week two of the season. Yes. Yeah, so I don't think me, it ends I, with him getting traded. If they call this bluff, I don't think it ends with him getting traded in camp. Yeah, I feel very confident. If he's getting traded, it's happening, you know, Thursday or Friday. Or, you know, before, which I hope not. I, I don't like this guessing game. Just just trade him on draft night. But, you know, I don't necessarily need But you want to watch him. You'd like to trade him on draft night, but then actually have him on the team. You want the drama of the draft night trade? Yeah. Maybe like a, a Rogers situation from last year. But see, this is smart. I, I think he learned from that. You, you put it out now. Because yeah, if this happened on like Wednesday morning, it would be like, what are you doing? But now there's there's no excuse. Like you got time to find out what the deal is, what the market is. Try and make a trade happen yourself, right? Get the agent involved. But the Niners may not allow that. Yeah, they might. But, you know. You tend to know. Yeah, you tend to. And plus, like these, he has clients on every team he can kind of pseudo-negotiate. It's a shady league. It get ugly. Oh, Remember, Matt Lafleur was pissed last year. I know. That's I, why I started thinking about Mike McDaniel. I could having see lunch with I, Debo. I could see something happening and getting weird. Maybe they were hoping for it. Maybe he was trying to get him, and they he, he was not going to trade him to Mike McDaniel. So he just went with Tyreek. Well, would you have taken that deal? Like, I honestly, would Niner fans be that happy with like just getting their pick back? No, no, that's terrible. Debo was basically picked twenty. What was he like? Pick thirty six. I just so I just got to use him for three years. I picked 36 for pick 29. Yeah, pick 29 is not getting it done. No. Right. Especially because Kansas City has 29 and 30. So in theory, they could use both those picks and they could jump up if they wanted to. There's nothing you can do, really do just sitting there with 29. Well, are you are you a believer that like to me, there are teams like the Packers. Let's say they call it, hey, the best offer you get is pick 22. I'm not trading the Green Bay Packers. No, I'd be yeah, like but Lions, you, but you, Jets? you said, but, but you, you've always took the stance that like your best offer is the best offer, not worried about in the division. Like there are certain, like, no, I, no my stance has always been, it's a sliding scale. Like how much are you willing to over? If the Packers had the number one pick, then I would consider trading him to the Packers. That's my point. The Packers for 22 is not worth trading to the Packers. But what if it's 22 or just like two seconds from someone else? And you know, you have to trade them. Uh, yeah, that's tough. I mean, I that one's tough. I would, I'd probably take tw- uh, the two seconds, but that's where it becomes harder. It's yeah, like see, the me, only it's... person that's going to overpay is the person that you're going to play. Yeah, but he, off the table, them. I would say off the table, Rogers. The I would do Trey Debo for Rogers and pick like uh, one of their ones because Debo's worth. You could argue. Two How about ones. Debo Trey's and Trey three for Rogers and twenty two? I would do that yesterday. So Debo, how about Debo and Trey for Rodgers? I would think about that as well. I would probably do that. Wouldn't you? I would like like and a Jordan second. Love. I would like a second. I'd take Jordan Love as a backup. Yeah, they got 59. You can get Packers 59. Would you would so would you do Aaron Rodgers 59 for Debo and Trey Lance? Yes. I would <laughs> would, would Kyle. Uh he knows the offense, so there's. I mean, not Aaron's like, under. Aaron's like really under contract right now, right? Or, yeah, if, yeah, I think that's I, the problem. Think. Aaron might retire next year. I think he'd like it out here. So that would be. Uh, yeah, I think it would too. I think he'd have a good time. I would do that. All right. Anything else to add? NFL man, this place is fucking crazy. <laughs> what did somebody say? The uh, I got a we got a show name recommendation here a second ago. 
the the review what was it uh reviews booth booth review booth review hmm. not terrible not i mean not terrible i'm uh, not you know, we're not going with it but i I, nope. I think i'm safe to say but listen i no idea is a bad idea boombox guy what happens to him what what, what what's the question there aren't uh there aren't stupid questions just stupid people is that what the saying is? There's no yeah. such thing as a stupid question. Just stupid people. Just stupid people. That's <laughs> how you promote, you know, ideas flowing in a boardroom. Yeah, absolutely. And then people just shoot down ideas. High level pod guy. Yeah. High level guy pod. I like that, except it's my, then my name ends up in the, you know. Well, yeah. Will it, will this deal be, con- will the deal be consummated? Debo. That's what we just named the pod. What's your Debo. pod name? Debo. Debo. No. Debo Samuel. No, Debo. Well, uh, boy, a lot of people here. It's great to see everybody. We appreciate everybody being here. Uh, hit that like button while you're here. Subscribe to our channel like. for more content. We definitely appreciate that. When is the head shaming segment? We need Yeah, send us some submission. If you're thinking about shaving your head, let us know. We'll tell you whether to keep it or keep it or sweep it. Anything else? Do you feel like oh, you... I'm good. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's, the people are going to keep coming all day. This is live forever. You're saying you're saying goodbye. Is that what you're yeah, saying? I'm saying out. I'm out. All right. All right. <laughs> hey, I'm out. Thanks, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.